Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark, and it's been a while since we've done one of the Voice Behind the Arts specials, so I'm absolutely thrilled to give you the brand new instalment today, and my latest guest is easily one of my favourite artists in the game, I own so many pieces of his work, and he's an absolute genius, so I'm thrilled to announce that on today's episode, I'm joined by the incredible Flory. This guy's work stands out. He is so, so talented, and the interview itself is easily one of my favourites I've done. We just hit it off from the moment we start talking, and I can't wait to share it with you in only a few minutes' time. We get to talk all about his brand new print for John Carpenter's The Thing, we get to talk about Jaws, and just basically all the films and TV that have led him, and his art, and everything he does, to today. I really, really can't wait for you to hear it. And usually I'll talk about the previous episode, I'll talk about what's going on, but on this one I just want to get straight to it. The interview is that good. So, let's do it. Here's me and Flory talking all things art. So, Flory, thank you for taking the time to join me today on the Mark and Me podcast. Yeah, no worries, man. How are you going? I'm all good, thank you. Obviously, there's been a number of artists that have been on for The Voice Behind the Art, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. So what I want to do for the listeners today that might have just be discovering you for the first time is mm-hmm. take it right back to the beginning. And I want to know what it was that made you fall in love with film to then obviously now be an artist. But what were those early films that you were watching maybe as a kid or with your parents or at the video store that made you think, fucking hell, I love films? Oh, that's a good one. Um, all right. So I'd say that it was mostly stuff taped off the telly. Like dad was out of the picture pretty early for us. So, and mum did a, when I tell you what she taped for me, you're going to say, gee, she did all right for a mum trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out what a sort of five, six, seven year old boy would want to watch. Yeah. She had three boys on her own. So she had it cut out for her. But anyway, I, one of the biggest memories of that, I would say, would be when she put on this thing that I've never heard of and never seen anything from called The Star War. And I was like, oh, okay. She goes, yeah, have some apple apple slices and some juice and just sit on the Mission Brown couch and watch this for a bit because she probably had 10,000 things to do. So she sits me down and I, the eyes just go. It was the 2001 moment. Like the, yeah. it all comes flooding and I just bolt upright eyes wide leaning forward the whole time consumed this film and it got to the end and I was like she goes oh what did you think they, they tell me that's good and I go I was just I a gasp you know the mouth yeah, is hanging speechless open. yeah exactly because it's it's Star Wars and it's, yeah it's just that's how good it is um we all know this <laughs> I don't know what I'm, saying, I'm telling you anyway uh, and she goes oh good did, did you want to watch another one and I went there's another one because they'd, they'd had that thing where I think every Saturday night for three weeks or whatever, they would put one on and yeah. she'd gone and got, she'd bought three new tapes and she'd taped them all consecutive weeks and had them all three ready to go. So I just, I don't know if I sat there. I, f- I feel like in my, in my yeah, six year old memory, I, I sat there and watched all three of them in a row, but I'm sure I didn't sit there for six hours and watch Star Wars, but man, I, that was, that was a good one. That really, that whole memory is just stuck in there. 
Star Wars is the foundations. I mean, that's where do you go from that? I mean, that's that's your layered foundation. And like, right, what where can we go? Like, Mum, what have you got next week? And she's like, Oh, uh, here's oh, Beverly Hills Cop or something, you know. <laughs> like, chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which actually was one of mine. So like we, we love oh, that God. film as kids. You know, you just have those ones in your house, like this is chitty chitty bang bang. There was um kindergarten cop for some reason was like my youngest brother's like favorite film if if he got to pick which every third time he did we were watching kindergarten cop so i know that thing back to front <laughs> um oh, other films uh the same again she taped and i've actually got the tape over there it was found in someone's shed and they bought it in just the animated transformers the movie oh wow unicorn yeah, that soundtrack the whole everything <laughs> We've yeah. recently fallen into a Transformers hole, as you can wow. see there. My um, four-year-old son just dove straight into Transformers. Like he saw one. I was like, look at this. It turns into a man. And he went, what the? <laughs> I could Amazing. blew his mind. Um, so we've been on it. And we've been watching the film. And when we play Transformers in the playroom, we put on the soundtrack on my phone and just like, go for it it's that must best. be amazing it must be like you know like you probably your missus or whatever might be like well have you made him say this is this is this really what's <laughs> happening are you just wanting to get your blu-rays out and watch transformers all day because some of my friends have kids and they're always like watching cbbs and all these really terrible <laughs> cartoons with these awful soundtracks and they're like the worst disney films you've ever seen like lion king free on repeat and the kids oh, love Jesus. it and i'm like christ like if i had a kid i'd be like right sit down we're gonna watch john carpenter we're gonna watch <laughs> star wars but to know that to, you're, you know you're getting to watch transformers again and again and again play with the toys it must be like yeah. to, to be fair we've gone through a lot of bullshit to get to this oh, point right. and we're back it we're back, already back it like they go through things so quickly so that that might yeah. be like a month of just pure like that's all he wants to do and now there's a bit of mario going on there's a few other things but there's definitely some crap and we have uh, our daughter's older so we've been through some absolute horse shit yeah <laughs> like the, the girl focused just trash that they put forward like everything seems to be set in, a, in an american high school yeah with a bunch of girls with different powers it's either dc super dc superior goes is okay but then yeah. it's like just like ma magical fairy this and like all sorts of Bullshit. so when you it come up and you get garbage. the uh you get the moment when there's transformers you need to grab it hold I, on to I, exactly it. treasure right. every moment we went absolutely mental and it just happened to coincide with the, where they were releasing the um sort of i don't know i've only just gotten in back into transformers Matt, yeah that's Matt as well but like they were they had the 86 line coming yeah. out at a rent just about and i just was like well if he's in, I'm in. So we yeah. just ordered all of it. And he just absolutely loves watching it all come together and do the magic trick of just transforming it backwards and forwards and all that sort of gear. It's great. So you're sitting there, obviously your mom has given you the best prize ever of just a video of yep. the trilogy, the trilogy. And mm -hmm. you're building upon this. You're watching Kindergarten Cop. You're watching these cool films. <laughs> I don't mind that film, you know. I like it. Like, honestly, well, yeah, I actually like fun. it as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. not terrible. It's not a junior or something like that. It's, when, oh, no. it's the better It's the better version of his comedic sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, Family it's not stuff. too bad. Mm. Are, you, are you sitting there kind of taking note of this sort of, films that you then want to watch upon that you get into an older age where you're like right so i quite like this sort of stuff in space so i want to check out more sci-fi or are you thinking nothing like that at this stage when when is it when it's starting to shape and you're like do you know what i think i would like to now start looking at star trek or 
this sort of stuff. You yeah, know? I think it's just that I'd like always drew constantly. So yeah. whatever was going in was coming out on scraps of paper and, yeah. and little drawing books and like what anything I could get my hands on. I was most likely scribbling away while I was watching those as well. I would love to see if there's any <laughs> anything hanging around. Be this the musings of a six year old on the couch watching Star Wars, but. I was always drawing. So anything like that that went in, yeah, came out. In the, I would have been drawing Star Wars then and then, uh, you know, comics come along and you st- I'd start. Tr- I just remember tracing comics before I could really draw them and then that's how you learn faces and movement and all that sort of gear and just anything visual like I was just, I would just, it would just put, pull, <laughs> it would fall straight into my mind and get sort of stuck there and, yeah, so you're sitting there, you're sketching these amazing drawings. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see those now if they're there anywhere in the I world. I know if they were if um, they were there. I know she's got one from like grade three or yeah. something like that, where my teacher was um in the first primary school I went to, they had a uh, each teacher could do their choose a subject that they wanted to do. Like right. so the I think grade two was he was into calligraphy. So we did calligraphy all nice. year, which was awesome. And I think it might be probably grade three, he liked he set it up as poetry which it was not. He wanted to get his coloured chalks out and illustrate the entire board. So the way he got it through was obviously there was a poem in the middle and then on, you know, the, they have the sort of three chalkboards set up on the on the wall there and he would write that out and we had to copy that first as neat as you can using the same, you know, line structure or whatever. And then the rest of the 40 minutes or whatever, do what he did, which was the most incredible illustrated colored chalk drawings like in my small mind that i'd ever yeah. seen like it's one of the things actually that made me think like wow someone could do something like that and it, and at school with chalk and i absolutely love doing that in that subject yeah because you did where you would get the second page of your book and that would be where you would do your border and illustrate the the poem or the, or the short story yeah. or whatever it was absolutely loved it. i know mum's got that book somewhere so if I, I want to light bits. on content, light on content yeah. to put on Twitter or something. <laughs> I have to get her to get that out. But yeah, that'd be a good one to see. So at this point, you're obviously sketching away. You're falling in love with all these films, sci-fi, mm. horror, all these amazing movies. At what age are you? I'm trying to picture it when you're actually starting to mm. really, really fall in love with art and not just the films, but you're actually transcribing that to paper. You're sketching and you're thinking to yourself, I don't just want this to be a few hours a week at school when is it when you're going home and you're drawing and you're staying up late and you're looking at I mean I had Paul Shipper on he was talking all about mm. looking at posters and you'd get a magnifying glass and be looking at like Drew Struzman's artwork and going in as really close and getting like mm-hmm. absolutely infatuated with it were you looking at movie posters were you looking at artists were you looking I think at I was mostly looking at comics yeah I didn't have a lot and I didn't have a lot of them um but there was just the to me they were the most dense like you can there were two bucks or something like that yeah and it had so many drawings even though like we know now that that's just panels of a guy turning talking conversations but i didn't care like to me that was so much content in those what are they 20 pages or something like that yeah yeah. even the ads even the ads i found interesting like a mountain dew or a doritos or something the artwork would be amazing with it you'd be like wow exactly trying to sell me a can of drink i'll buy it Exactly right. Pizza. I didn't know what a pizza single was, but I no. really wanted the ones with Colossus and um, Wolverine <laughs> on the box. Yeah, totally. Like in Australia, because it was all American stuff too. There was yeah. no Australian printing of um, Uncanny X Men or anything like that. No. So it was just all that. Um, 
really yeah com- and i think that's why marvel yeah. is still my thing marvel and nintendo are my two things if i had to say i had things and i think that's why because we had our we had our nes and our snes and that's actually uh, on carrying on from the comics i think I, I just realized it then but i used to trace the game manuals i'd get in there amazing i, I, I like to think about why i was because you know they're always different like the the, obviously they had the designs to draw them they didn't quite match up with the game and i was always like why is that yeah but you don't know that that's a limitation of the console at that time and this is what they would make it look like if they could yeah you know this is the artist rendering or whatever but it has to be pulled down to you know 16 bits yeah mm-hmm. jesus the good stuff <laughs> yeah oh man like i they brought out um, these like SNES minis and the Nintendo minis. So yeah, they're, yeah, sitting, they're, they're sitting right here. The fact that <laughs> all, you can, uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but you can go in and add on other games. So mm. it's not just the ones that are built in. And I'm like, this is all I want. Everyone's like, I've got a PS5. It's 4K. It's got this. It's got Ultra HD. I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm playing Alex the Kid in Miracle World right now. And it's <laughs> everything that I need or Super Mario World. And it's, I miss it. I miss the cartridges. I miss the pulling out and having to blow them to make them work. Like you oh, said, the manuals. Trick. I miss the manuals and looking at all mm-hmm. the pictures and the artwork. And man, to say that you're a big fan of Nintendo is just like, that's everything, isn't it? You get your Scott Pilgrim, all the Mario stuff. It's, it's beautiful. Everything. It's all, and it's like you say, it's, it's, all, it's all you need. Like, they're all down here. But um, even the little man being into Mario, like he, and he's like, yeah. oh, buy me Mario books. And I'm like, oh, it didn't really work that way. There's not, there isn't. No, much of that there like they just ex- assume now because of the world that they're growing up in where there is everything of everything like when we were kids you wanted a x-men logo on a t-shirt you probably had to go and get it made yourself like, yeah just, i remember i wasn't around I'm like mom can you yeah, iron exactly this on right white t-shirt for me what is it it wasn't even ebay it was like <laughs> i got it from some market stall mm-hmm. it probably didn't look very good it wasn't the right picture but i was like look i need you to iron on here mumra on a t-shirt for me <laughs> and then the stencil wouldn't exactly. even all work so it'd be like mumra yeah. because half of the m had crumbled already after one <laughs> rush but i was like i've got a thundercats t-shirt oh i remember what it, what was it it was um i got a patch dad would take us out to the to the market and we would yeah. find stuff like that we get a pack of trading cards each of whatever we were into at that time and then just like it was a bit of other things or whatever i found a patch i can't remember what property it was but it was probably like a Batman or something like that. And you know, they were like five mil thick, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yeah. the stitched patches. I'm like, oh, mum, I want it on uh, this this T-shirt. And she's like, that's not what they're for. I'm like, put it on. Like, yeah. <laughs> I you end up with this like gigantic thick, it's almost like hanging off you from the yeah. weight of the patch on the on a Target t- a plain, uh, plain black T-shirt. <laughs> oh, I miss these days. And now already. they just walk through, now you walk through Target and there's like, yeah, sixteen thousand different properties. Like they have the the kind of plain section that's you know six bucks a shirt, and they have the twelve bucks shirts, and they can get anything. Yeah, like all the Zelda t-shirts that you ever would have killed for. Exactly, there's no, exactly there's too right. many now. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can't. I don't mm. have to think about it. I'm forgetting it. Well, yeah, I've like I've, I don't wear. I almost wear no. I don't really wear branded things. No, I don't wear a lot of t-shirts. It's more like yeah, like button ups and stuff like that. But to think. If I, was oh, a kid if I was a kid now, yeah, amazing. I wonder if we would love it as much though. Because I don't think you would. Easily accessible. It's it was that. It's that. Um, and that. Um, maybe that's why they they move away from it so quickly. Like they they go through a property and they're like into it, and then 
they've moved Next, on a month or yeah. two later. Yeah, because they've had it all. Like, and me being here, I just buy <laughs> every single thing to so we can all have fun together. It's too much. Like, we had to wait. We would get one game, yeah, maybe for your birthday or whatever, and you'd complete you try it. to con your you try to con your brother into getting one for his, even if he didn't want one. It's like no, no, but Doom, Doom, yeah, like, you need it. He'd be like. I don't want to do I want a cricket set. Nah, but, but, but trust dude, me, you'll dude. love it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll love it. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I don't think, and you know, this is going completely off now, but mm. you don't appreciate stuff as much. And I was saying this to a lot of my friends recently, like an album, I used to go and queue up outside a record shop, buy the CD, go home, look at all the lyrics, look at the artwork, smell the CD cover, you know, it's like, oh, amazing. And you would digest an album. So I remember I'd go and get Offspring or Green Day or Pearl Jam, and I'd listen to the album from start to finish on repeat all day, every mm -hmm. day, because it was £11. So I was like, I have, this is my pocket money for a paper round. I have to yep. get my money's worth. I wouldn't get it early. It'd be queuing up on the Monday. Now I pick up my phone. I've got all the Spotify songs. I flick through, I'll shuffle, that'll do, whatever. And it just seems too disposable. I'm like, oh, there's a new album out by Royal Blood. Oh, right, cool. I, I might listen to it. I probably won't. I haven't got time. Oh, well. And I'm like, I'm spoiled. Well, it's, it's like if that hit, if that, if it doesn't grab you in the first like song and a half. Yeah. It like doesn't, it, and it sucks, but because I'm the same, like I used to absolutely love just getting a new CD or whatever. And again, you couldn't get them, couldn't get them all the time. It'd be no. like, oh, Whoever drew, drew me in the family, like Chris Kringle, it was always like, oh, Matt wants this CD. You're going to have to order it. It's going to take eight weeks to, to come in. No one's ever heard of, what, what is a power man? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, um, we're going to, he's, you know, it's a guy with yellow hair. So. <laughs> so we're now talking about college, school, you drawing, falling in mm -hmm. love with all these amazing things. When is it when you're now thinking, I want to be an artist? Because there's a big difference mm. of sitting there sketching all day, doodling in the back of the classroom. When is it you really yeah. start to think, actually, do you know what? There's nothing. I don't want to go and work in an office. I don't want to do the nine to five. I want to be an artist. High school was interesting because you... You, 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 at some point you get to elect your own subjects when you yeah. get into the serious stuff. And I always kept art and graphic design or whatever they, visual communication, whatever they called it, which, you know, were my favorite things. It's all I really cared about, to be honest. I think I might've done a bit of photography in there. Like I do whatever the creative ones were. Um, and when you get to end of year 10, start of year 11, so second last year, you get the guidance counselor and he's like, right, what do you want to do? And you're like, well, I only like, <laughs> I only like art and design. And he goes, my, well, my guy said, well, there's no jobs there. That's not a career. What, do, what else do you <laughs> want to do? And I said, uh, pff, nothing else. And he said, okay. And that's the last time I saw him. So wow. I had no, I had no real, yeah, I know. Great school. Great guy. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, the, um, that was pretty much the last time that I saw him was my one mandated meeting with him. Like I, all my mates would have meetings with him and try to figure out what they were going to do. And I was pretty much written, written off there. So I didn't really know what to do. I just carried on with what I liked doing and got through it all. Um, and then got to the end of school and nothing happened. I didn't know what to do so i sort of just was bumming around for, for eight nine months or something like that doing nothing at all um and then mum was like come on mate you've got to do something I was like, eh. so i looked it all up and i figured out there were there was actually illustration courses i was like okay cool it's a 
course where you can just draw things. This right. sounds great. What do I have to do to get into that? And there was a list there. And so you had to come in for an interview, maybe two interviews, like if you get through the first one. Because yeah, at that time, like I couldn't go to, I didn't, uni was not no. a thought. It was like, I'll just do TAFE. Like what's the, I'll just do my, it's, like a, it's a two-year course. I'll just do that. That's way less money. And it's why I don't need someone to teach me to draw. I just need the piece of paper so that I can, this is my thought anyway. I just need the piece of paper to say that I've done that so that I can hopefully then go out there and get jobs. Easy as that, it'll be <laughs> easy. So just anyway, I go, yeah, exactly right. Just get the, get the piece of paper and someone will start giving you money <laughs> to draw whatever you want. Um, so I go in there and they've got a list of like, oh, here's your prep, like bring these things in, right? So and I, and I do like to do things. If I'm going to do something, I like to do it properly. So I got the list and I worked my bum off, like, I, I did everything that they wanted. It was, it was stuff like, you know, you need a, a portrait in there. You need a still life. You need different mediums. You'll need just, just showing like that you can, that you have some sort of skill and that you're interested enough to complete this bunch of stuff that they've set for you. Expecting kind of that you'll come straight out of high school and have a bunch of that from a year 12 art class. Yeah. Obviously my stuff was then a year old and I was like, well, this is all garbage. I can do better than this now. So I made all new stuff. I went and bought, a brand new folio i put it all together i made cover pages and all this sort of stuff i probably did two of everything at least just to cover my bases because i'm like i'm getting this is the thing i'm now doing i'm going getting into this course i get there there was it felt like in in my mind it was hundreds of people i'm sure there's like five drop kicks there <laughs> like that they wanted to get into it and there was a sort of three-person panel. I sit down. They're like, oh, yeah, this is all good. This is great. Oh, this is actually really good. Oh, you, a lot of people haven't used the different mediums. Oh, a lot of people have missed this part, blah, blah, blah. Oh, where's your developmental folio to see how you got to these points? And I'm like, my, sorry, my, my what now? My, what was the word you said? They're like, oh, you have to have a, a second folio of sketches to show how you got to this point. And I'm like, I just. I just made them. I don't, I don't understand what you mean. And they're like, well, without the developmental folio, we can't really, we can put you on the waiting list, but mm, you know, the positions will be filled. I was like, okay. Like I, I remember just wanting to cry. I was, I was like, but I, I did it. I did what it said on the thing. It didn't say anything about having this other stuff, at least for the, whatever I downloaded and printed out that gave me my list of things to do. Yeah. I was like, okay. All right. And at this point, this TAFE was the reason this was such a big deal because this TAFE was like what, ages away and it was the only one that was running this course. And this is the one, this is my shot. Like, this is what I'm, this is what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go and do fine art. I didn't want to go and do graphic design. I wanted to do this because this is in my mind, drawing things was what it was. It wasn't yeah. any of the other things that I also did enjoy, but I just wanted to get the pencils out and go for it anyway. We didn't get into that. <laughs> My um, and you know, a month goes by, and we get to sort of the end of the year, and I haven't really found anything else. And my uncle just—he's a—you know—he's a businessman. He knows a lot of people, and he's a very, a very nice man. He's helped us boys a lot along yeah. the journey. Anyway, he rings up and goes, "Look, I know this guy. He runs a TAFE in the city. It's a really small. All they do is courses for the arts." And it was like Institute for Design, Entertainment and the Arts. And it was, that's all they did. They did illustration courses, design courses, uh, fine art, 
I think I might have done like acting and stuff like that and 3D design, all this sort of gear, the whole the whole gamut of whatever you would want to do. I was like, oh, well, that's not the one that I had my mind set on. <laughs> He's like, just go. And I'm, like, I, I look through all their thing and I said, oh, that'd be good. But like, uh, I don't know, they don't have, they didn't have the exact thing that I had then set my mind to, which was this illustration thing. He goes, just go in. And like, I've spoken to the guy. I know the, the guy that runs it. So just go in and talk to them and see if they have anything. I was like, oh, all right, I'll go in. Oh, it's a crossroad from the comic shop. That's all right. I'll go in. <laughs> that, I think that lured me in. So like, all right, I'll go in for a day. And I go in and there was a very nice, um, everyone was very nice and they were very helpful. And they're like, literally just like, sit in if you want, like, see what this is. Here's what we do in this one. Here's what we do in this one. I took my, the folio, the same folio that I made in the other thing. I think I'd been adding to the folio too, yeah. just drawing stuff in photo, teaching myself Photoshop and like printing them out and adding to it and all that sort of stuff. So not, I'd, unbeknownst to me, like I'd taken another step there into the digital, which I just thought was fun and you could get more colors more easily. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't really know that I was doing the same thing. I was drawing like, insane clown posse and corn and like all these characters like um you know just blood and guts and the crow nice. doing crow crow posters and stuff like that um in between painting my fingernails black or whatever else I was doing. <laughs> yeah um and then when I, when i got in there i was like oh what we what was this class here and he goes oh that's the that's graphic design and i said oh well that kind of seemed interesting like i said what are you doing you're drawing stuff and creating like what things, what companies eventually will look like. And he's like, yeah, that, that's the branding and, and corporate image and all this sort of stuff. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And he's like, that's not what you wanted to do though. And I go, no, I know, but I kind of liked that. And he goes, good, but I don't do that. And I said, he goes, that's what you're doing because you're creating band posters and movie posters in, in Photoshop. That's what you're doing. I said, oh. I thought I was just doing illustration. He goes, no, because you're doing like I was doing date. I was putting dates on them and like type the names of the band and I do yeah. my own typography and stuff like that too. And he goes, no, that's what you're doing. That's what that is. And I was like, oh, I like doing that part too. I just didn't know that that was graphic design. Yeah. I didn't understand that's what it was. So he goes, there you go. That's what you're doing next year. Are you going to do it? And I was like, yep, I'm going to do it. And there we were. So I was doing, I did two years of graphic design uh, and then got the, they do the practical placement at the end, which is your week at a small design studio. And nice. I never left there. They were like, at the end of that, they were, I was like, I have stuffed this. You know, when you start any new job and you're like, no, I am rubbish. I'm the worst guy here. And he goes, I'm expecting my check for what is it like they have to pay like 20 bucks like 20 a day or yeah, or yeah uh, 20 bucks a day or something like that and i was like this is gonna be good i can go back to the comic shop and get some comics um and he goes so this is half the full wage for a, like a, what people get paid at the end of our entry position and i was like oh whoa hang on i have no money this is heaps yeah and he goes do you want to just come back do you want to just start next week this is on the friday and i'm like Yes, start doing what? What's happening? And I'm like, yes. he's like, do you want to work here, you fucking idiot? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I've still got, I still had like, we still had to do finals and stuff on the, on, in my course. And I'm like, yeah, what happens with that? And he goes, well, what do you got left? And I go, oh, I think I've, I've only really got to like submit a few more like final art pieces or something. And he goes, 
all right, take next week. Do you reckon you can do it in a week? And I'm like, yeah, it's all due in like three or four weeks, but I can do it in a week. And he goes, do that, then come back the week after and you start here. And I was like, sweet deal. So I did that. Never even went back and got my folio from the course. It's like, it, maybe it's still there somewhere in the It'd be in the auctioned off room. one day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see if I get massive. Yeah. But um, so it, we just left all that there and then I was working and I stayed at that design place for eight years. Wow. Pretty much, yeah, I know, it sounds, but I was like, it sounds, I'm old as fuck now, but it sounds like a long time. It sounded like a really long time then, but we just had a good, it was really small. It was like max four or five people working there yeah. at a time and people would cycle through. He loved like bringing in just people, entry-level kids and like training them up properly because he's, the whole thing was like, these schools are all shit. They teach, <laughs> teach you the wrong stuff. This is not what you need. And he was right because yeah. a lot of them come through and they were rubbish. And I probably was rubbish as well, but I think he could see that I just wanted it. Like yeah. I, could, I was willing to just give it a crack and get good and learn. Um, and I t- that's pretty much what I do now. I'm just always trying to get better. Every, everything has to be better than the last thing. That's yeah. the rule. It doesn't matter what it takes or how long you take or, you know, you have to completely redraw it because it wasn't good enough. You, you do it because it has to be better. That's quite a kind of challenging mindset because I'm the same with editing sometimes. So I can sit mm. there and try and polish an episode and chop bits out and do this. But in the end, there has to be a point when you know it's done and... Mm. If Absolutely. you're always trying to top your last piece of work, is it the point it's like four in the clock in the morning and your missus is like, look, come on, you've been in there 10 hours. You need to, when is it when you can be that strict on yourself and say that's finished because mm. I've only just met you on here, but I know already that you're probably really anal and like, no, this isn't right. The red isn't quite right. I've No, I'm fucking starting again. This is not right. And yeah. what, when, how have you taught yourself to be more strict and be kind of, that structured that you know because you've got another project or you've got another piece of work that this has to be done there's a deadline and Mm -hmm. i have to hit it or do you just always keep extending it no i try not well it's it's hard like no one that's an artist well at least in my experience is a rich man (laughs) you're not exactly like these we're not getting paid the big bucks on most of these things some things that can be very if they go off like you can do well and that's where it pays to put the effort in and to always be hustling like it's yeah it's not entirely a quantity thing quality is a massive part of it as well of course but you always need to be getting stuff out and pushing forward and it's also about like having those releases roll on into each other you can't have a a big release and then go seven months like you're forgotten you're gone like that's it you need to keep pushing and keep grinding and just get it out so i think when do i know that something is done usually or that i need to redo it usually what do you want to know what actually happens me and um matt ferguson uh it's pretty much a creative partnership back and forth now we show each other everything and i say no that's shit he says no that's shit basically I kind of have an inkling that something's not right or that something's shit or it needs to be redone. So I send it to him and then I close my eyes and I wait for the ding to come back and he'll be like, yeah, no, that's shit. So, and then we, then I know the confirmation is there. We're redrawing this. Let's go. But at some point, yes, things need to just be done. I don't think I've ever been fully happy with anything for more than a couple of days. No. Like, even when you, that's funny, like you'll send it off. You're like, this is done. You send it off for approval. 
comes back. Well, it can, t- it can take a couple of weeks. It can take months, whatever. Yeah. It comes back and you go, oh, cool. All approved. And you open up that file. Got to do those steps now. We're going to separate these colors. Let's go. Ready for print. You open up and you go, oh, I really should fix that. <laughs> I really should <laughs> fix this. And then it's, but it's like, oh, but it's approved. Like, is anyone going to notice if I redraw that rock or something like that? So it can be, be really disciplined, haven't you? You've got to be really you do. Yeah. You've got to be 90% good enough needs to be good enough. But I know that because I am strict on myself that that 90% is probably still closer to a hundred percent. You know, like you, you can get a bit silly with this stuff too. Like that rock, nobody cares. No, it's just me. And like, again, I might talk to Matt and go, Oh, they're like, it's just fucking rock. Like, I wouldn't, he wouldn't notice. I wouldn't notice. No one's going to notice. It's just something that's in your own head that isn't actually going to help if you do change it. So it doesn't help the final product. So who cares? Like I'll know, but maybe I can live with one or two things, you know, just as long as the overall idea that I was trying to put forth with the piece comes through, then I think we're okay. But those those little things in your head, like the rock and the things that people don't care about, for some reason become big things because I can just get really anal about the way my music fades in to the way I say hello and welcome to episode blah, blah, blah. If I'm not speaking at the right point when that drum just plays over my hello, I get really, really <laughs> anal about it. And I'm like, oh, I know no, that, that, doesn't flow. That, that, that doesn't flow right for me. I'm like, ah, so... It's weird, isn't it? You can get, oh God, what we like, but it's 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 an annoying, know, right? isn't it? Because well, it's, it's, it's the like, creative mind, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, it's the we're, we're making something from nothing. Like, yes, okay, mine, your, uh, like my stuff is, you know, pop culture based or whatever, but for the, I'm, draw, I'm still coming up with the idea. I'm putting all these elements together, hopefully in a way that is interesting and, and hasn't been done to death. Yeah. It's still coming from basically nowhere. There's references, whatever, but like it's this is something that I'm creating from inside me, which sounds yeah. a bit wanky, but you know what I mean. And it's the same with it's the same with the podcast. Like yeah. your obviously it's it's your style, the way that you talk, you're getting whatever you're getting out of your subject, and it's your creative piece is the is that final podcast that goes up on spotify or whatever yeah. else it's my so name it's on it so i'm like exactly right yeah well, that's a big thing too yeah yeah but when i was um i don't often sign um posters just because i'm in australia and there's to have a whole bunch of posters shipped to me takes yeah. forever and costs a fortune for me to scribble on them and send them all back for them to then be broken up and shipped out to everyone. Like the, the cost and time yeah. is not worth it. But it really, it actually really hit me a couple of years ago when I did my show with, um, again, with Matt Ferguson in New York there at Bottleneck Gallery, did the Amblin show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures. And that was the first time I was signing prints and I was like, that was like this is literally my name is on this poster it felt different all of those prints felt different somehow so i get what you mean yeah like your name is on it even though it all goes out under my name all the time that physical those physical things with my physical signature made i don't know it just made me i think it did change me a little bit and made me think about it a little bit differently as well when when I've been doing these episodes, obviously I only stepped into talking to artists about six months ago, and I, th- I think we're on about our tenth guest now, and I find it fascinating. But one of the things Doley said to me, which just blew my mind, um, he said to me that the best kind of feedback he can get and the compliment is that somebody in their own home has 
assigned a certain part of their wall or a certain part of their kitchen to his artwork and I think that's blows my mind when you think that you're sitting there drawing coming up with this Jaws poster or Mm. a horror poster and somebody is going to it's it's that valuable to someone that that bit of their home is going to be you so you're basically Mm. signing their wall in a massive colorful pen and that's that yeah. must be really hard to kind of because I'm not on the inside. I'm not an artist. But to know that somebody is giving you that compliment, it's like wearing a T-shirt of a band. You know, look, I'm walking around saying that I mm. love Nirvana or whatever. You know, it's like it's it's somebody saying that they love you that much. That It could be anybody. It could be any movie poster. It could be any artwork. It could be a piece from a gallery. But they're saying, I want Flory's work right there. That's mm. that's a hell of a pat on the back, isn't it? It, yeah, it really is. It it's something else, and it, I actually have a like a one of my my very best mate. Like he was very support. He's just a he's the best. He's very supportive early on, and he would always be like, "Oh, I'll, I'll buy one of those." When I was selling nothing, and he has them, like he has quite a few of them. And now, at some point, I crossed over and was like, "Just whatever you want, just tell me you can have it. Like it's fine." But so I go into his house, and I have this firsthand because. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, some Simpsons ones, like all the way down the hallway. It's like he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have anyone else's. And it just always is like it's great, but it always is a bit like take, I'm always taken aback by it. Like, oh, you really you, – because we just, we're just – I'm just in this little hole and I just draw yeah. it on my computer and then they – like even for me as well because everything's so far away. I don't get all the prints. No. Like I never. Some of them I never see physically. Never. I've never seen, especially earlier on. Um, I just won't get a copy. Uh, either I forget to ask for it, or they forget to send it, or whatever else. It, things happen. Um, so can it just to see, yeah, something like that, and to know that people are interested is sometimes a bit of you can. I'm always taken back by it. Yeah. I think. It's it must be quite hard because you know some people say to me oh that was my favorite episode and I'm like really I didn't I didn't think that was a great interview I'm like really you liked it and they're like oh it's amazing I'm like to know that you've sat there and you talked about having your nails painted and you're listening to these bands and designing mm. without knowing being a graphic designer coming up with these band sort of posters and writing in the dates and stuff what's it like to then now have work for bands like Metallica where you've been able to make that real I mean that that yeah that must be the ultimate like trying to get your head yeah that one's that. that one's pretty crazy um I think Metallica are actually the first band whose CD that I bought I think it was I think it was Reload which I know is not the one at least, at least it wasn't on. Saint Anger that would have been even worse <laughs> That would have been the worst. No, no thing I'm not ever. 12 years yeah, old. That would have been uh, the worst. <laughs> but like I had the I did have um I had listened to the others or even yeah. I I think I even had a few um from cousins and stuff. But then that was the first one that like I bought. And at the time that was cool because that album's just like loud and stupid. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Not as, not as good as not as good as the others. Like, but it is if you are, I don't know, 13 or something, that's yeah. because it's got that kind of it's more easily accessible i guess you could say like it doesn't exactly smack you around it's pretty simple um but yeah to get that job from uh through tim at um nakatomi it yeah he's that's that was just one of the coolest things i know he had a lot of um artist spots to fill but i'm, I'm still feel honored to be on that list and we've done we did the two and 
I don't know if this is top secret, but we had a third one ready to go. And I was actually going to be at the show that my poster would have been for here in Melbourne. Oh. And it just, cause yeah, it just got canceled and it didn't happen. The sketch is, is still there. Is that, that would have COVID, been, is it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, yeah, just, it all just shit. Oh, fucking hell. It, like I could complain about not getting a poster made. Obviously there's people yeah. a bit more hard off than me, but yeah, that was, that was a, a kick that in stung, the dick. Yeah. That stung that one. Um, Cause that just would have been the absolute ultimate Having to a go there and be like, with the artwork. Yeah, oh, yeah. There was, yeah. there was talk of like trying to weasel in as well. So that would have been really fucking cool. But even just being able to go and be like, grab That's one. I'll have yeah. one poster. Thank you. Like even buy one or something like that would have been really cool. Oh man. And I've been obviously looking at a lot of your work and uh, I see a lot of it on Vice Press and Bottleneck and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I see a lot of Simpsons stuff and I, I fucking adore the Simpsons. I haven't watched any mm. episodes for about two years because <laughs> I know it went, years. <laughs> I know it went, well, I want to be generous, but yeah, it, it's gone terrible for me. But looking at stuff like Flaming Moe's, which is one of my favorite episodes ever, and some of the stuff you've done for, I think it was Camp Krusty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The where did this all come about? Because you do one piece and you think, well, that's good. And then you do another, but you've got about six or seven pieces on your yeah. site and they're all fucking ace. And I'm like, was it just a, was it a dream project or was it something that then led to being asked to do more? How did it come that you did quite a few numbers in? Yes, you know? that was a, that was a bottleneck one. Um, yeah. They got the Simpsons and like, oh, uh, Joe is, and the, the rest of the guys there as well. They're just legends and they're very, very kind to me. They're, Actually, the first ever thing that I ever did, which made me think that oh, this could be a thing, was with them with one of their first ever shows, which is a big one of the big group shows that they that everyone did. And when they started out, and I think I sold like three or four prints, and I was <laughs> absolutely stoked with it. And the, and Joe was like, "Yeah, great job. Come back and do the next one." And that's actually what got this whole thing rolling. So Joe's in my good books forever. Like he's one yeah. of the best, one of the good ones. Um, anyway, he said, oh, we've got Simpsons. Would you want to do it? I think I might've done a cartoon thing before or something. So he kind of thought, oh, maybe he could do this. And I'm almost obsessed with doing series of things. Like, so the first thing that popped into my, like, I just like collect, like, as you can see toys everywhere. Like yeah. I, have, I have a completist kind of mindset. Like I like, and I like riffing on things and kind of seeing how things can maybe line up perfectly and all that sort of gear so i was just like oh well i don't want to do how do you do one simpsons poster like to me the simpsons poster has been done and it's the one that everyone had it's the one with the whole it's got every single character all of the landscape one yeah that one is that is the simpsons poster because that's what it's about i i can't do that again um so i was like oh it would be i would be more interested in trying to boil down the essence of episodes and kind of creating movie posters per episode and he's like yeah go on give it a shot like they're always very open like if you've got an idea they'll take it and they'll try for you to get it get it through and it was great no issues no i don't think any of those had a i want to say they didn't have a single change and if they did it was so minor that yeah i don't remember it like i think it then maybe there was like a change on the because the Flaming Moe's logo is not exactly what it is on the... I made it the sign from the episode or whatever, but yeah. they, they might have a thing, I think, in... Because there's like a theme park with 
a flaming Mose in it, or there was, and they might have it closer to that, but whatever it was, they went very smoothly and sold well. So we did the three at three at once. We did Camp Krusty, Flaming Mose, and Cape Fear. Yeah. Because I, I pretty much was like, what are my faves and what's on every top 10 list? Because yeah. I'm like, I want to hit big ones. If you're going to, because why do one job when you can do seven Yeah, of jobs? course. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the, uh, I don't know, that's the sort of dodgy way to think about it. I was like, oh, I could just keep this going forever and keep saying more prints. But also like, I want to add to that collection. I want to add to that series because I just like doing that. Um, so yeah, I picked some big episodes and I think, yeah, people were stoked on it. It was, it could have been a risky one, I think, because, and we weren't sure how it was going to go because the, like you say, the Simpsons are maybe not at the height of their power, <laughs> even sort of no. five years ago, whenever we did those prints, but I think choosing episodes from early on from the, those first like absolute classic sort of first, what season two through season eight or something like yeah. that considered to be just the best stuff. And it, like it is some of the, the best TV ever made with just absolute classic lines, like every five seconds, it's just the best stuff. Um, so I think choosing those episodes and boiling them down like that, I love doing it and they went really well. So we did the second set, yeah, which was what Rosebud, the bear the bear amazing i love that <laughs> yeah um it's so good that was actually probably the hardest one i think that i did because i was just like what do you do because it's that it sort of jumps around a lot because it's got the hit that whole bit with the history of bobo yeah and then like it's a lot of burns you know so like, oh, what am i gonna do here but yeah they always come up with something and we did that second series and they went i think they went quite well too and then i'm not sure what happened because i would have gone forever like yeah. I, I could make I could make every Simpsons episode. I, I really wanted to do a one-off of just Santa's Little Helper for to release around Christmas. That'd be lovely. And but with this stuff, you don't know it comes and goes. Like yeah. um, licenses go away, they they dry up. They I think it may have been a co thing actually. So uh, Acme might have been involved as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm not as connected. They've been great as well in the past. I've done a few things for them as well. Um, but you just don't know on my end, like almost don't need to know. It's better, <laughs> better sometimes if you don't know the businessy bit of it, I just like to draw the pictures and let them do a bit. My favorite film of all time is Jaws and I'm mm -hmm. a sucker for anything Jaws. Literally I've got bottle openers, I've got towels, I've got bloody shoes with Jaws on. And whenever an artist released a Jaws print, I'm there. So when Matt released his one, I was like, I'm all over that. Got it straight away. And it was so good to see your take on it because it must be really hard with such an iconic film with the most iconic artwork I think I've ever seen to have a different spin on it or to make it just stand out above all the artists. I think every artist I've spoken to on this podcast special has done a Jaws print, you know, or wanted yeah. to. So this was one of your biggest sellers. I remember it being all over Instagram and Twitter yeah. and Facebook and everyone was raving on where and how did it come about that you were then ready to think do you know what it's my time to now do jaws yeah um it's yeah it's one of my favorites as well like spielberg heart of his power yeah perf perfect film sort of stuff um how did that come about i don't know it was probably like a lot of these things it sounds it's really boring it's like hey do you want to do jaws yeah, all right all right okay Done. But but there was ner there was nervousness there because it is such an iconic 
it's an iconic film with an like the probably the most iconic poster, one of the yeah. perfect posters, and it it can be really daunting. But I found I was just like, well, with most of mine, with my pieces and posters and stuff, I'm a bit of, I'm a realist about my skills, right? I'm not the best artist. I'm I'm not going to outdraw most. But I think, and it, this comes back to the graphic design stuff and starting there and having a solid foundation with composition and thinking out a little bit outside the box and trying to think what hasn't been done before. Because like I did, fucking, I must have done a hundred landscaping logos. <laughs> like there's only so many times you can draw a leaf. So thinking in that way, where you're trying to do something just a little bit different that you haven't seen yet, I think that's where my strengths lie. Um, so every piece I'm always, I just, I'd see what's out. I first thing I do is Google what's out there and go, right. That's not the idea. No. What is the, what is the idea? And just sort of go from there. And even yeah, but Jaws is so vast. I mean, you type in Jaws poster, Monzo crazy, alone have got 20 different ones. You've got all the ones from vice press and all the guys that have done there's it. There's so many that are similar though. That's yeah. the thing too. Like, and, and they may not at first glance or from like, even the people that have might have three of them on their wall, they may not even look similar, but to me, I'm like, well, that's the same three or four elements just smushed to like rearrange. Like I can, I can see it. It's just the way maybe my brain works. I don't know. Yeah. But I can see the puzzle and I can see the thought process there of how you got there. And I'm like, well, you haven't thought that's, no i'm not saying any of them are bad no no probably there's a lot that are better than mine. there's a lot that are better than mine and like i say i can be outdrawn by most but there's some i can just see how you got there kind of thing and i don't think there's always people have been put off i think by as i was my first forty-eight thousand sketches were, were shit as well yeah, like I'm not. <laughs> I didn't get their first crack. I think actually mine might have been approved with a different sketch, and I, I like I was saying before, yeah. with the approval, uh, um, you come back to it and you and you go, oh, that's not actually. Don't think I want to make that exactly like that. Rearranged it, redid the colors. Like it's so it was sort of somewhat similar. I think it might have been a landscape, right? At first. And it was um, so it's sort of more, I think it might've still had that beach view or whatever, but the viewpoint wasn't quite as low or something like that. Or we were showing more just open water. It just didn't work as well. But when I th- sort of thought about that dark light kind yeah. of split and where to sit that horizon line, then it all kind of just fell into itself. And again, Matt was like, yep, that's the one. And I was like, yep, that's the one. Is, is Matt the seal of approval for you? If he, if you he get is, the yes yeah. from him, is it, does it work so. two ways? Are you kind of like in a comfortable position to go, Matt, that's shit. You know, that, that transformer yeah. poster isn't you. That You can do better, you know. There are, there, yeah, I think so. And oh, I don't know. I would say he's one of my best mates pretty much. Yeah. Like he, we talk every day. We're constantly talking bullshit about whatever. And the art is there as well constantly. Like I think... Oh, he's definitely my 100% my seal of approval. My kind of, yeah. I don't know the he'll he always confirms. I think what I'm already thinking, or we'll just say like one little thing that gets you going. Oh, okay, yeah, I, actually, I will maybe just have a look at that bit again, and it pushes you forward. It, it it stops you from thinking that like just resting on your laurels and thinking like I actually know that's not quite done. I'm gonna just go for another half hour on this and see maybe where it's where it 
leads. Yeah. Um, he can uh, he can answer. Have him on again so he can answer the same thing. I don't know. But, yeah, we, we're always looking at each other's stuff. I'll ask him and he'll be like, I don't fucking listen to a word. Nah, he tells give me. It. He's always <laughs> yeah. giving me advice. I just delete it. Yeah. 100%. That's exactly what he'll fucking say. <laughs> But you, you must have been absolutely filled. You did Jaws and it's sold in minutes. You know, Ooh. I'm, I'm there were, all I, I was ever terrified. saw, my social media channel was everyone posting this image, you know, like, mm. oh, wow, I love it. And then you must have been, because yeah, I, I wouldn't know where to start with Jaws. You know, Jaws and The Thing are those films where you just think, do you even attempt to try and do anything different to like, think of The Thing with Drew. You think that's, that's probably one of the most iconic images. We're talking Jaws. Let's talk about absolutely. The Thing, you know, like. That image is the thing. I saw it on VHS when I was a kid, and I still see it now with Arrow releases and all these new companies taking mm. it. The and thing, the poster keeps getting released as well. Like, it does. But for, you know, for Jaws as well. Like, yeah. Even um, Mondo and the like have been like, well, we can't do better, so we'll just put it out again. Well, yeah, like Vice Press recently did a yeah, they did the iconic well. 3D one, and they've now done Drew again for the thing. And it's like, why, why wouldn't you? You know, it's it's Absolutely. iconic, and I want it on my wall in the best quality I can. If it's got that 3D effect, then that works. But you, yeah, awesome. as we sit here, are in the stages of just about releasing a thing print, and you know, you've taken mm. on Jaws. You must be mental to then go. Well, let's do the thing as well. Let's take let's, <laughs> what next? Jurassic Park, you know. We've done well, just yeah. but yeah. But. Yeah. I, <laughs> we'll do that again. Don't, no worries. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to do, I think I said earlier that I want each thing to be better than the last. Yeah. I also don't want to, because you're right. Um, it would, it's stupid to do the thing, uh, the thing or Jaws. And I was, I have been, I have pushed those to the wayside before. There's been, I've had chances to do them and just been like, oh, don't know if I'd have the idea and obviously something else comes along and you kind of forget about it. And don't, you, know, you know, I didn't really want to think about it, but I think I've come into, hmm, how do I put this? So my style was quite different sort of five years ago. It was very vector, very kind of elongated arms and bigger heads and kind of more stylized. Like I, th- I really thought that I have to have a recognizable stylistic sort of it has to be something you can just go that's him yeah and to an, to an extent i want to have that but i guess sort of like talking to other artists and talking to matt and just seeing kind of what is popular not to say that you, you just copy what's popular but seeing what people are interested in and what i'd become interested in as well was to challenge myself to draw better yeah and to get better in that way because i think like i said i think i have the compositional skills i have the design skills i wanted to get better so i got my i got into kind of moving away from the completely flat stuff and to be honest i I think i got to a point where i was like and i felt like i was holding myself back by keeping it in that style so i was like no 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 there, there is no shading i don't do it and then i'm like oh but i really could draw that cape on thor better if I had have done that, like it would have looked better and it should look better. Yeah. So then I slowly was kind of like, well, I'm just going to try this. Turns out I can do it. And it's, 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 you know, it was there all along and I just had to let myself do it. So I think what's happened now, um, if you, I think if you look at it, there was kind of Thor Ragnarok, which was very much that flat style, which I still like. I think it's, it's a good poster. Um, but then next was Ninja Turtles, I think, yeah. where I fully tried 
I was like, right, I'm doing lighting. I'm doing, I want this to feel like the film as it should. I want this to be the poster that it should be, not the poster that should be then put through my, me sort of giving myself some constraints to just have this style for the sake of, yeah. of what, like I'm disappointing myself because I don't think the posters are as good as they could be. Why do that? No one else cares <laughs> that if they like the poster, they'll have the poster. They don't care if you're giving yourself these constraints to have this specific style. So I was like, well, I'm just going to do it and see how it goes. And we say that Jaws was big, but at the time that, uh, which was the one, I think the one before it, the Ninja Turtles for me was a big yeah. leap forward. I think people were like, oh, hang on. He did that. And it's like, and I, don't t- and I saw that a lot, like, oh, hang on that's way better than he usually does. And I didn't take that as a negative. I was like, yes, good. Okay. That's what I was trying to do. Um, And then just through doing that in that same, doing the Star Wars in the same, some of the Star Wars ones in the same way and then pushing forward and like, no, I think I can tackle these films that have seemed daunting because I think I can do them justice now. And that's now that's why I'm on this kind of tear of like, I'm not going to say no to the thing now. I can do it now. I'm now I'm, is my I'm time. there. Now yeah. is my time. I think I can do it. And once I proved again with the turtles and the jaws that to, to nobody else but myself, yeah, that I, I could make a poster that is fitting and looks like it should be a poster for those films, then let's go. Now we go. And it, I don't know if it's a, you could say confidence or, or whatever. I think it's you kind of like need I to feel, convince I feel yourself. good. I feel like I'm in a groove about yeah. it. Like I can, yeah. I can push forward now and that's what I'm trying to do is just, yeah, keep pushing forward with it. It is confidence and it's yourself kind of accepting now's the time. Like, uh, you know, there's going to be certain points if you put it into a podcast terms, I wouldn't be ready for a certain guest. I'd, I'd be like, mm. no, I, I'm not confident enough. I don't believe in my ability enough. Over years, your confidence grows and you don't even think about it. They can say, This massive mm. name, you're like, Yeah, bring them on. Like, it's not even a thing. But if you told me when I started, you'd be interviewing Orby Plaza, I'd have shit myself and gone, <laughs> I can't be, I can't do that. But you, 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 you're at the point now to take on because you absolutely love the thing. So it's a yeah. personal project. Oh, for you. You'd do it and love it. Matter if it didn't get released, you'd be like, I'm doing my thing poster. And if Bottleneck yes. or, you know, um, Vice Press want to release it, bonus. But I've seen yeah, it. It's and... it's one of my it's one of my it's a top fiver yeah. for me. Like and absolute. It's a perfect. Jaw, it's it's up there with Jaws for me. Yeah. Like it, that's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So, how did you make sure that this poster was finished? Because obviously, as we're sitting and the episode's <laughs> out, people are buying it. But how did you come to terms with Matt's approval? How did you turn? Because Matt's done the thing and he's doing another thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's. When do you know that that's because that this is your name on the thing, you know, that it doesn't yeah. get any bigger than that. Iconic wise, people are going to absolutely tear you to pieces if you didn't do it justice. It's Sorry true. To put the fears and, on and, you, they're it's si- true. and well, it's true. And they're sick of it too, to an extent. Well, the, the loud, the people that are the most vocal yeah. about, oh, not another, not another uh, poster, Jaws, the thing, whatever, yeah. Jurassic Park. Oh, turns out we keep making them because people buy them. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're doing it. People really love these films. Um, that one was another one where you try to again. You try to do the thing that hasn't been done. We're gonna. I'm gonna say the thing, and it's not gonna. Yeah. I'm not referring to the. I'm just saying the the thing that hasn't been done yet. There's so many posters. There's so many good ones. There's a bunch of bad ones. Um, 
yeah, my friends have done them. They're, some of them are really good. Well, I've got a whole book Just printed in blood, all, all of the yeah, true, yeah. Posters, so it's like Christ. There's 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 a Bible of them. Yeah, you can. It's a flip book. You can flip yeah. from front to back and see the entire film from uh, the whole thing. Um, when did I know it was done? It's just a matter. It just clicks. I think it, it's the same with any anything. And with this one again, like this was this started as a different. So I drew the entire base from tunnel to tunnel. That whole side that this yeah. scene is on, and it was landscape, and there was a lot more of the sort of because to me a big thing about the thing is just the um it's a location but it's that starry sky that you get it just yeah i don't know why maybe it's because of the start of the when the you know the ufo goes through and you kind of just you start on that starry sky and you get the, the bleed it's making me the, want to go and watch it i want to <laughs> yeah let's just watch. put it on now we'll just yeah, do a um, watch along or something yeah that'd be mm. awesome so you've got the I, I just liked that so there was a lot more of that off to kind of the right hand side now our made on fire there was kind of situated over to the kind of left-hand side and it's i was trying i drew that entire goddamn base all the fucking snow piled on the rooftops and all that sort of shit which sounds easy if you go back there's an episode of um open channel where nan lawson is on she's like i'm just drawing some snow and i just like because i was playing the villain on that episode and i just go what the that's not easy. She's like, oh, it's, it's really relaxing and it's just a lovely, great time. And I'm like, I fucking hate snow. And that's then that's a time frame because I was drawing that goddamn poster, drawing all this snow. <laughs> just like that's why you can never get a Fargo poster because you need to get the oh, blood and God. the snow and get it all right. It's Might be. I think at this point, I just if it was daylight, you could just make it white. It's just the way that this poster is lit made the snow sort of yeah. difficult because the. We're outside, so there's the light from the windows, and then there's the big light source in the front with a giant fireman slash monster. Or anyway, it got it got it started to get away from me. Then I was like, oh, really? Why am I concentrating on all this bullshit over here that nobody cares about when I can just plonk a great big title on it and make it portrait? I literally just dragged in the edge of the frame, put a big grey box over it or whatever. I was like. Yeah, this is a portrait poster. Redid a different title in a different style, and it then I got this. Then I got it clicked in my head. I was like, "Geez, I think this is it." But you always have that thing like, oh, "I've, I've spent so much time though. This, it's all there. All that information, that drawing is there. I should use it." You send it to Matt, and he confirms what you thought. Yes, this is better. This is what we're doing, and that's what we did. Amazing. And it was done. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's an. I find them. I find most posters to be an evolving thing. Yeah, like they have a life of their own. Almost like it's a lot of them that yeah. I'll just something has to be moved just that little bit or quite a lot, and then you had it. Like you, you were eighty percent of the way there, but it just something's in the back of your mind. This isn't quite right. My voice isn't fading in right under the music at the right time. Yes, right? exactly. Right. <laughs> and then, but then you get it, and you yeah. know, oh, that's it. Yeah, got it. So now that you're on this kind of wave at the moment and your confidence is there and your abilities there and you're seeing the responses, it's not like, oh, mm. fuck, Bottleneck have just emailed me and told me we sold two. Shit. That, yeah, you know, shit oh, God. Well, you're in a good place. You know, I don't want to curse. And it has you. happened. It has yeah. happened. Yeah, everyone's been there. It's bad. Even, but, um, even, even not that long ago, like it was, there's been a few that haven't gone. And yeah. luckily, recently we're okay. But yeah, 
but now we're on this wave and you know let's not curse it but you know you've got these really big <laughs> titles under you it all goes wrong after this episode but um <laughs> you get to this point without spoiling too much and there might be stuff you can't hmm. tell me but are there big things that you want to accomplish that are still on the tick list i mean you are still young in the terms of look at drew stews when he's still doing stuff now oh, yeah. But if you we if work you, till we're dead because we have no retirement. <laughs> yeah, you know, is there a tick box? Is is there a thing like, do you want to do Halloween? That seems like an iconic post that's in everyone's collection. Is there I'm nodding? This is an yeah. audio podcast, but I'm doing a really yeah, big, big nod. nod right now. That's I said again. That's a top fiver as well. I have about fifteen top fivers, but yeah, <laughs> Halloween. So is there Ghostbusters? Is there the Fog? Is there more John Carpenter? Is there is there ones that you really are? You said when the time's right that you know is just on the verge of coming your way. I there's a lot of films that I would love to do. Um, I love a lot of films. Yeah. And there's even films that I've done that I could do again because I feel like there's more ideas there. Um, but I, I'm i kind of the guy that can get excited about anything. Yeah. Because if you throw a film at me and I've, not any, but I, even if I haven't seen, I've done posters for films that I haven't, I hadn't watched before. And they've been, even early on, I did a commission for Disney's Robin Hood and I'd never seen it. And this was at the point where you you take what comes. Like there, there was a group of, I don't know, 30 kids or whatever that were, they were interested. Um, so I was like, oh, absolutely, I'll do it. And I think that was actually one that might have been the one that kind of was like, oh, this kid can do some stuff like, and might have set me on my way a little bit early on. And I'd never seen that film. And everyone's like, oh, what an, what an obvious idea. idea. Like that's, that's a great poster for that film or whatever. Um, so I feel like I can sort of, I do tend to just start, if you say, oh, I'll do this, I start ruminating. So I don't really think ahead of like, oh, what films would I want to do? Obviously there's, I'd love to do some Hitchcock things. Nice. I'd love to do more Carpenter things. I'd love to do, oh, just um, Spielberg stuff, like all that 80s gear, like anything what what would you want me to do i'll throw i'm throwing questions back at you now <laughs> i would i'd like to would see like i'd to like see? to see your take on halloween i think yes. i think that could be really interesting i i, I know every artist has had it on their portfolio mm. but i just want to see something different i don't just want to see the mask with a reflection in of a knife i want to see something drives me different. fucking mental yeah or the i don't want to see someone standing at the edge of a bush with their head over yeah. i want to see something different i want to see a completely different vision that makes you go oh fuck yeah that would be I think good. the best. I think the best ones, and like what I always wanted to do, but couldn't have for many reasons, was like you know school level wasn't there, or I get that confidence, or I just wasn't getting the jobs at the time. But I think when Phantom City did theirs, um, I think they did a couple of them. But to me, Halloween, the best thing about it is again that location and that atmosphere that he puts forward of just a suburban street. And it's not a suburban street that I know because I'm in Australia. We don't have no. fall and Halloween in the same way, but it's that like cinematic suburban street with just, there's just shots of like, you're just in the, the houses. You see that they're across from each other. It's like a real location. Like it's yeah. a real thing and running backwards and forwards and carrying on. And you know where everyone gets murdered and where like, I, I could almost like dot it out on a map. That's how good it is. And I love that just like, I think they just did the, what did they do? The shot of the house from across the street or something. Yeah. Is what I always kind of wanted to do. I just wanted it to be 
in the distance through some autumnal trees from across the road or from his viewpoint. So not have Michael in it no. or anything. But I think that's what I would probably want to do with Halloween. Again, see, look, I'm already getting excited about it. It's not a real job. Like, <laughs> I'm just having ideas. They just, they sort of just tend to come out. Not that they're always perfect and I can't always execute them straight away, but I'll always have a crack. Any film you want to throw at me? Anyone out there with licenses? Yes. <laughs> throw them at me. I'll, Facebook you. I'll take it. Instagram mm. you. And a question I've asked every single artist that's been on the podcast and you've listened back and you've probably been slightly prepared for this one, but what advice do you give to the people that have listened today that then go, do you know what? I want to be like this. I want to do art. They're not mm. always going to be in a position where they're at a, a, a sort of school or a college where they get the opportunity to take on it, especially when families are so big on, you need to get a proper job, son. You need to do a mm. accountancy or you need to go to law school. If, if someone's creative and they're sitting there doodling like you and they're passionate about Marvel or Transformers or all this sort of stuff, what advice do you give to those people to, get out there and get their work seen and stand out above every other artist that's out there at the moment. Make things, just keep making things. Um, start making things. Uh, the, the, I don't know if, yeah, we didn't talk about this exactly from the start, but the way that I started doing this was I was working at the um, design studio. And yeah. I was sort of falling out of love with it. I wasn't enjoying it. It's, it's, just too much clients, staff, too much work all at once kind of stuff. So every Sunday I would just get up and go, okay, Tron today. There's my obligatory Tron mention. I'm going to do a Tron. I'll do a Tron poster today. And I would sit there all day and I would make it. And then whatever I had that, that night, I would just post on my Tumblr and then I get five likes or notes or whatever they were called on Tumblr. They're like, Oh, wow five incredible eventually like just doing that every sunday and giving myself that like oh i'm back into drawing now like i'm just drawing for me i'm doing whatever i want um like you know you get a hundred likes and i'd go into work and i'd be like uh, to the girls across the office and be like check this out a hundred likes and they're like whoa are you like a famous person <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> have your autograph. It was like, and yeah. it's just like no, it was like nothing but doing that obviously helped those early skills and that work ethic to kind of punch it out quick and just get something out there and then getting a little bit of feedback then fed into itself so i think the way that i would start off is just make stuff put it up somewhere probably not on a oh, i don't know what it, what's it called like a dribble or a behance or something like that at the start, you know, I don't think you need to do that because that's where everyone is. Make yeah. your own stupid blog with a dumb name that is just for you or yeah. your own website, just create an online portfolio, whatever, and just make stuff, um, whatever you want it to be. And even if no one notices it, you're pushing yourself forward. Just give yourself time and create stuff. And eventually I think, and obviously I've been very lucky, like from that from that blog someone saw it and he wanted it was doing a project or something where he wanted to illustrate every marvel character of all time or something like that and so i did a couple of those and then he was the guy that co-ran that show at bottleneck that i got into on the very first one now how that all connects to itself i have no idea how i'm making tron in my underpants on a sunday 
to then being in an art <laughs> in an art show a year later in New York to then my job is to draw movie posters six years later or whatever it's been. I don't know how all that happens, but it wouldn't have happened if I didn't just start making things. <laughs> and the toughest question that you're going to get is, and you are, you must have heard this, is I ask everyone that comes on the podcast to choose the outro piece of music and it oh, makes Jesus. the episode completely exclusive to you. And you can choose a song, uh, a piece of music of a soundtrack, whatever you want, as long as it's audio based. And I've had everyone from Mads Mikkelsen to Kevin Smith to the cast of Twin Peaks, all the people try and pick a song and it's not easy and put you on the spot and ask for just one. But I want to know what that song is that comes to you in your heart when I ask you. What would the Matt approval song be? Well, he's, he's going to fucking love this. And it's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know if it, it maybe it does sum me up generally like somewhat colourful, over the top, but can be serious as well. And that'll make sense once I figure out exactly which song from the soundtrack it's nice. going to be. Nothing's going to stand in our way from the Transformers movie soundtrack. So I want to say a massive thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, as we're sitting here now to know that we're going to be seeing people that are going to be jumping on your site and going on Vice Press and checking out your work, hopefully buying some prints, not the thing one if it's sold out. So you'll have to get that elsewhere. But um, fingers crossed. it's been an absolute pleasure to have you come on. And uh, I've, I'm absolutely loving speaking to artists. And uh, yeah, it's, you've got such a, an amazing future ahead of you already. And it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been, it's been fun. I, I don't know what I said. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm You'll sure. listen back and hate it all. And what I we feel like, it all out. yeah, I feel like I've just rambled on, but if yeah, hopefully everyone out there is happy and hopefully, yeah, we can get some more fun posters out soon. It'll be good. Yeah. It's all, it's all good. I'll have to come back on and we'll just watch Halloween and the thing. Well, that's the, the thing. When, when we said it on the episode, <laughs> some watch -alongs, man. I was like, let's do a watch along. Let's do I don't know. Let's get the gang or the boys together and we'll do something and we'll do like a, I don't know, like a YouTube video or something, a streaming thing of us just watching the thing. So there it is. And as I promised at the start of today's episode, one of my favorite interviews, and I hope now that you can see why. What an incredible guy. So talented, so down to earth, so easy to talk to. And that's what makes it one of my favorite interviews. We talked for over an hour and a half. I got it down to just over an hour for you guys, but I will make sure that Flory comes back. We have so much more to talk about and he really is one of the nicest guests I've had on the podcast. So a massive thank you for taking the time and coming and talking to me about all your incredible artwork. If by now you haven't paused the podcast and not gone on his website or Vice Press or Bottleneck Gallery and bought yourself a print, do. He is an absolute genius and deserves all the support in the world out there. His artwork is easily some of my favourite and honestly, you'll end up spending loads of money if you go on the site, but it's a good thing. And as it goes for all the artists that have been on these specials for the podcast, go and support these guys. They are so hardworking, so committed and deserve your time and money. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please jump on markandme.com. On there, there's links to my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram and my email. You can share the episodes on your own social media and it makes a huge difference. It gets the podcast heard from people that might not know about it. So really, please do take the time to share the episode and tell your friends about it. It makes such a difference. 
I've also got a Patreon page, and on there this month, I'm going to be giving away one of the Thing posters from Flory, which is sold out now on Vice Press. It's the variant, it's absolutely beautiful, it glows in the dark, and it really is one of those prints that should be in everyone's collection. So jump onto Patreon. All the money that you invest via Patreon goes right back into the podcast and allows me to record and release more episodes for you guys out there. But also, as a thank you, you can receive badges, stickers, and be entered to so many different prize draws every month. I promise, it really does help the podcast to become what it is today. So please, if you can afford just a pound a month, and for that you're getting about six or seven episodes per month, it really does help. I'll be back in only a few days' time. I'm really manic at the moment, and the interviews are coming in thick and fast, so I have no plans to slow down anytime soon. And hey, until I speak to you next time, take care and I'll speak to you all soon.